Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global, joined by Frank Warren. The Wi-Fi seems to uh, improve since last week. Frank, good connection today. I've got BT to come in and fix it. <laughs> well, I'm here uh, in, in fight week at the hotel. Liam Williams headlines. Uh, it's about time Liam headlined the show as well. It is, it is. You know, he had that tremendous performance last year, fighting at the number one rated uh, middleweight in the WBO and done a job on him. That got him into the position to be the mandatory to Andrade. And it's just a shame, like it is for a lot of people, that the virus obviously interrupted his the role that he was on. But um, Border Control ordered this fight, so he's going to have it. It's, I, I think it's a potential banana skin for him. It's a tough fight. Um, but if he comes through that, then we will get to that Andrade fight very quickly by negotiation or by purse bid. Do you think uh, Demetrius Andrade, if uh, Liam comes through this Saturday, will he vacate, in your opinion? I've got no idea. If I was him, I would. Because yeah, I, I really fancy our man to beat him. You know, that, that last performance of his, you know, was it last December, That he boxed so well. He looked so comfortable at middleweight. You know, he's had those, he's had that experience at light middleweight. You know, he's trained, changed his trainer. He, had, he, he lost both the fights to close fight, uh, certainly one of them was a very close fight against um, Liam Smith. And he's learned from it. And he seems so comfortable now at this new weight. He's very, he's, and he's got a great relationship, it seems, between him and Dominic Ingle. So I think this is his moment. He's still a young man. He's still a young man, but he's a tremendous, tremendous fighter. And he, you know, he's got it in his head, he wants to fight anybody. So we'll let him fight anybody. Talking about the uh, undercard now, uh, good to see Richard Larty back in the UK. He takes on Nathan Gorman, who's uh, had such a long layoff. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Nathan performs on Saturday. Well, they both have, haven't they? Mm. You know, Larty as well. And they've got a common opponent in Daniel Dubois. So it's going to be an interesting fight. And, you know, for one of them, it's going to be about their future. And, you know, Nathan's a tremendous boxer. And, and remember, Nathan going into that fight against Daniel Dubois was considered to be a quite, quite, uh, quite fancied by a lot of people. I mean, Boxing News fancied him to beat Daniel, for example. So, um, you know, he's got it there. To, you know, he's, he's, he's coming back. He's coming back with a guy we know who comes to fight. He's quite explosive. Got a good KO re- uh, ratio on his record. Um, so I think we're going to see some fireworks. But he's a good fighter, Nathan. He's a very, very good fighter. And I'm sure he, he'll be out to end the year on a real good win to set himself up for a big 2020 2021 I should say even if he comes through and impresses against Richard Lighty what kind of fights do you think we'll see Nathan in next year just be stepped up he'll want, he'll want to, he's, he's obviously seeing where where uh, Daniel Dubois is he's seeing where Joe Joe Joyce is he wants to be he wants to be up there he wants to be mixing in that company and in that class and that's what we'll do Dave Allen yeah, I'd make that in a heartbeat, that fight. I'd make that in a heartbeat. You know, it's a good fight. It's a good fight for both the, both the guys. 
Okay, he's so got a big latte. He's got a big latte first. Definitely, he's probably give uh, Daniel Dubois toughest fight. Well, certainly there was a moment in that fight which uh, they were both yeah. together. When they were standing toe to toe, yeah, he clipped him, didn't he? Caught him a very good shot, but uh, you know, you know, he comes to fight and he's dangerous. He's a, he can whack. He's a danger. Bit of a character as well, Richard. Yeah, he is. I, I understand he had a lot of problems after the last fight. He's been complaining, so I'm hearing. But, you know, he needs to go and see his management about that. We, you know, we've done everything we're supposed to have done and done it absolutely correctly. And uh, I'm sure the Boxing Board of Control confirmed that if he was to pick the phone up to him. But he's here. Um, and, you know, let's get the fight on. And whatever problems he's got concerning his manager or wherever it may be, he should speak to the British Boxing Board of Control about that. Yeah, I, I did speak to him about that today. And um, he said uh, he didn't get his full purse. Obviously, you sent the purse to his management and... He, he referred to his manager. Well, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's all you can do. I mean, I don't, that's how it works. You don't, I don't, we don't do the deals with fighters. We deal with their management company or their managers. And when it comes to the fight, unless we're instructed otherwise, the payment's made to the manager. That's it. And his responsibility is to pay the fighter. Yeah. Some brilliant news yesterday, Frank. Uh, Daniel Dubois, Joe Joyce, we've got a date confirmed. But not only that, it's not on pay-per-view. It's on a BT subscription. So uh, you're going to have plenty of people tuning in to that. Just give me your reasons uh, from your perspective and BT why that isn't pay-per-view. Well, there's a couple of reasons. The first thing is that fighters wanted the fight. You know, they've been driving us crazy when we're getting it on. And to be honest, we all thought it was going to go on in, in, on October the 24th. We all were led to believe, that, we're, as the football clubs were, that we were going to have... Uh, limited audience, but we're going to have 25 to 30% capacity at the O2. Um, that didn't happen. The fight's still there. Both the guys still wanted the fight. Uh, Sky have got three pay-per-views on in the course of roughly, was it three, four weeks? We had another one to it. Can the fans afford that? It's tough. It's, uh, and you know, are all those fights, by the way, what you would call pay-per-view fights? I don't think so. Um, but the situation is, is that um, we had to make a decision. And everybody was quite pragmatic with what it was all about. We looked at the pros and cons. That was BT, us, Queensbury's the promoters, and the, the boxers and their management. And we decided, let's go for it. And we had to, obviously, we're all taking a haircut, but that's what it is. We've obviously lost the live gate. We're not going pay-per-view, but we, we wanted to do it for the fans. It's my 40th anniversary on December the 1st. As a promoter, I've been doing it for 40 years with the Boxing Board of Control. I've done four years prior to that on what they called the so-called unlicensed scene, but it wasn't unlicensed, but that's what they call it. But 40 years with the Boxing Board of Control. And we got, so that's part of my 40 years delivering that fight. And then on the 5th of December, we're going to go again at the Royal Albert Hall with another card. So that week for me is quite special, being 40 years and delivering some quality fights. And uh, Hopefully we'll have, um, and I'm quite sure we'll get it, get, it, get it sorted out early next week, the fight between um, Lyndon Arthur and Anthony Yard. We're more or less there. Uh, Lyndon signed. I've just got to sort some stuff out between uh, Anthony and Tundi. Not had a chance to have our meeting yet, but we get that done and then uh, get the fight on and move forward. It's not a bad way uh, to commemorate 40 years, is it? So you've got, in that kind of space, Dubois, Joyce, hopefully Yard Arthur, and hopefully uh, Heffron Bentley too. That's done. That's signed. 
We're going to have a date. So we'll be, that we're back. You will have a date next week for that. We're announcing that. So all quality, quality fight. I mean, real good competitive fights. British at its best. You know, those real, you know, I'm so pleased that we managed to get these on. What I'm gutted about is there isn't a live audience. Obviously, financially, it'd be great. But more importantly, can you imagine what the atmosphere would be with these fights? Yeah. It'd be great fights for the fans. Forty years, years nearly in the sport, Frank. How do you see boxing now to when you started and through the mid kind of mid range of them years? Well, when I started out, um, there, the only way you could watch boxing was on BBC television. There was only two channels that you know, mainstream channels. That was ITV, BBC. ITV brought a lot of fights in from abroad, from America. You know, the uh, a lot of the um, the uh, some of the heavyweight fights and you know, Ray Leonard's and all those type of fights were coming on. They were showing them on a delayed basis. Um, BBC, you can only watch the fights. They used to normally took place at the Albert Hall Wembley on a Tuesday night. You'd watch, the, you'd watch the fight the next day on sports night, which was a Wednesday. And then you see further highlights of the undercard on Grandstand BBC on a Saturday. So that's how people consume boxing. That's how you watched it. You want to see a big fight live from the States. You'd go to a cinema, you pay anything, and I used to put some on, along with a company called Satellite Express. I'd done, done a few shows, them, but in, in the early days, it was View Sport, Jarvis Astaire's company, who was Mickey Dust's partner, who, by the way, was 97 yesterday, so a belated happy birthday to him. Um, and it was, uh, that's how you watched it. So you'd go out, watch a fight from the States, cinema, pay 20 quid, 25 quid, back then for one. So you're paying that now for pay-per-view week, never your mates around, you know, get a peak, couple of pizzas in, some beers and watch it. But that's how it was. And it's, you know, it's changed. I mean, obviously how people watch sport in every way has changed, you know, all, all different sports and, you know, boxing's evolved, TV's involved. There was, you know, there was no internet, nothing like that in those days. There was no social media. You wanted to, you know, know what was happening. You'd read, you'd, it was in the newspapers, radio, and that was really it. Mm. So it's changed by uh, quite a lot then, considerable amount, yeah. Oh, yeah, massively changed over the years. You know, they're all 15-round fights, title fights for 15-rounders. Um, you know, somebody fighting for a British fight, British title fight, sometimes they'd have 20-odd 20 fights, 22, 24, 25 fights before they fought for a British title fight. This day and age, you fight for people fought for British titles in 10 fights, 12 fights. That never happened back then. So people were moved up. They started off, you know, having their six-rounders, eight-rounders, ten-rounders, and went through that that scenario. They fought more regularly. I mean, you know, guys fighting four or five times a year when they started out, that's not how it was back then. You'd have, they'd have more fights. You know, seemed to have more fights anyway back, back in those days. So it was, uh, you know, it was a different times, different, different ways to watch it, devour it. But the bottom line was it was about the fights, as it's always been, not about who's putting them on, it was about the fights, what you was watching in the ring, because it's the fighters that count. You've worked with uh, some of the best heavyweights there's, uh, there's been in the game. From what you've seen of Daniel so far, where does he stack up? I've said, you know, you know, Uma, I've said I'm a big fan, you know, and, I, and I'm, from you know, before he was turned pro, I just had a thing. I, I felt that he's got, you know, he's equipped, you know, he would make a better professional than he would have, as an amateur, and I felt he was suited to that style. 
at this stage, I'm talking about this stage of the game, he's probably the best heavyweight I've, I've ever been involved with. And I think he's at this stage, he's one of the best heavyweights I've seen. But he's got, <laughs> Joe Joyce thinks differently. And so does Sam Jones, and we'll see. But, you know, as it, I can only say how it is now, um, you know, he, he's, he's a tremendous talent. He's a tremendous talent. He, I mean, he, all he wants to do is fight. He's, he's just focused on, you know, training, getting into the ring. And, you know, it, 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 all he wants to do is be world champion, not just be world champion. He wants to dominate the division, the reign. And that, you know, that, that, that's, a, it's, it's, you know, that's a tough call for a young man. He's a young guy. He's not had the, he's not had the amateur experience like Joe's had, for example. He only had seven senior bouts as, a, as an amateur. So, you know, he's got, but he's come through. I mean, when I look at, I look with the way he's been guided with, along with us, with by you know Tony Bowers and his trainer Martin, who's done a fantastic job with him. I just feel that he is something special. I really do believe that he is something special. But Joe's no slouch. You know, he's silver medalist. Should have won the gold. I think he got robbed. Should have won the gold. And uh, it's, it's going to be a, this is going to be a quite a telling fight for both the for both the guys. Are you certain the winner of that fight uh, fights for a world title next year? Yeah, I think they will. You know, um, at the moment, Daniel's in, uh, I think he's ranked number two now. Yeah, just behind oh, Usyk. Yeah, yeah Usyk. So, be interested to see what happens with uh, AJ when he fights Pulev. If he comes through, is he going to fight Usyk or is he going to give us what all the fans want is to fight with Tyson? Um, if he vacates his title then we know who's Uzik's fight, next fight will be, provided that uh, Daniel comes through, or if it's Joe, if they, put, they install him in his place in the, uh, in the WBO. Not sure if you saw the Sowlands' tweet uh, yesterday. I'm not sure if it was Nissa or Kala who, who said they, they want to make Dubois Hergovic and were kind of slating the Dubois-Joyce fight and saying we should fight Hergovic next. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I don't know, I don't believe I am, but I'm sure sometimes I, even I make mistakes. I thought, I thought that uh, Joe had beaten Hergovic. He beat Hergovic in the WSB, yeah. Yeah. The amateurs. Yeah, beat him. Beat him. He's a silver medalist. Fighting the better fighter, isn't he? He's, he's fighting the guy that beat Hergovic. That's who he's fighting. Look, I don't blame Cali. Cali's, uh, you know, old apples and pears, Cali. Um, I don't blame him for what he's, you know, what he's trying to do. He's trying to get his guy going. He's trying to, you know, he's, he's, he's sort of hanging on the towels of Daniel, chasing, you know, mention, mention, mention Daniel's name. He, get, he gets some recognition for it. I understand that. But the way to do it is to build his man up. So build him up in Germany. I mean, they killed by the way, they killed the boxing in Germany, as we all know. But build him up. He may be the saviour of German boxing. Take him over there. Do, do what um, Peter Cole did with the Klitschko's and build him up. And what a fight we can make with a winner of the fight down the road. Mm. That's the way to do it. But at the moment, Daniel Dubois is stepping up to the plate. That's what Daniel's doing. Daniel's the one stepping up to the plate. Joe Joyce is the man with the experience. Joe Joyce is the silver medalist. Joe Joyce has fought in the World Championship. Joe Joyce fought in the WPSBs, beat him, and he also beat that Tony Oka, didn't he? So that's what he's doing. So 
you know, Joe brings tremendous experience. He's a tremendous fighter, Joe Joyce. So he, he's stepping up to the plate. Young Daniel's stepping up to the plate. And they talk about the sparring. I think when they were sparring, Daniel was about 19, I think. And he only had seven senior bouts, as you know, as an amateur. He was about 19. And I think Hergovic is, what, a good six or seven years older than him? Man and a boy. And he said he hurt him. I don't know whether he hurt him or not. You know, these big guys throwing bombs at each other. I'm sure somebody gets hurt. Didn't knock him out. Didn't knock him over. And I'm sure Daniel hurt him. I heard it was very competitive sparring. It's what it is. But it's a bit like Daniel, you know, as, as you know, even younger than that, he knocked over AJ. I mean, knocked him over. Um, that's what it is. But at the end, of, as I say, Daniel's stepping up to the plate. He's fighting Joe. Joe and that's all we're focusing on at the moment. And Callie, you keep doing your job, mate, that you've got to do. Go and build your man up and let's, let, you know, let's let the public know he is. Because um, no one even knows what he looks like. So whoever you, are, are there, uh, is Eddie promoting him? I don't know who, how it works between him, but go, go, go. And, you, and think about all the heavyweights they've got over at Matchroom. Put him in with some of your guys over there. Let's see how good he is. Stick him in with one of those. That's what we're doing. Joe Joyce, Nathan Gorman, Daniel, we're putting them all in with each other. We don't scream about it. We make, we make it happen. We do these things. That's what we do with our fighters. We put them together. You know, Denzel, Mark Heffron, we put them together. Lyndon Arthur, Anthony Yard, we put them together. Do the same with your guys. Go get that heavyweight you've got, Hergovic. Let's see how he is. You've got a couple of guys over there. Let's see, Let's see what he brings to the table. Can't forget as well, of course, there's a load of titles on the line with Dubois Joyce and that WBO ranking as well, because Dubois number Yeah, European. So take. Yeah. Got British, British, British Commonwealth, European, and... World ranking. you say that, that ranking? Yeah. And, and, and more importantly for both these guys is what it means for them going forward, the winner going forward. And they both have tremendous self-belief. They have this massive belief in their own ability. They're, you know, they're forcing this fight. In an ideal world, we've probably pushed it back. And quite rightly pushed it back. You know, we can't have a light gate. Let's do it down the road. But they, they've insisted on it. This is the self-belief that both of them have. So you've got to take your hat off to them. You know, they're, they're like, we've, so everybody's being pragmatic. Like some people have to make sacrifices to make this happen. BCF steps up to the plate. So now... Let's, you know, take our hats off to this guy. Whoever wins the fight, you've got to respect these two guys for doing what they're doing. Definitely. Frank, a bit of disappointing news this week, obviously, for Dennis McCann. Obviously, a nightmare to match him anyways. You had an opponent, the Spanish uh, fighter. He pulled out and then I just guess you couldn't find anyone else to step up to the plate at last notice. No, he's... It, it, no, we had a couple. He's got... He's, he's got... A, a, he's got... He's, he's had a medical... Medical issue that's got to be dealt with, and he, 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 he he's not available to fight. He's unfit to fight. As soon as he's pronounced fit to fight, he'll fight again. Uh, hopefully, early November. You know, we'd have found somebody for him, but that's that's what will happen. I didn't uh, know that it was because of him he couldn't fight. Is he all right? What, what's the uh, problem with him? Yeah, he's okay. No, it's just a, it, no. He's just a, you know. You, listen, you have got to be a hundred percent. If you're not hundred percent, you can't fight. So he's got to be a hundred percent. But he's okay. He'll be okay, and he'll come through. And uh, we're it. but he's another tremendous talent, unbelievable talent. And uh, you know, you know, you know what I think about him. I've, I've, I've been raving about him from day one. And he's a, and he's and he's got that. What he's got, he's got that tremendous talent. But what he's got more than a talent 
he's got the dedication. He trains. He's in the gym. He travels, I think it's 40, 45 miles to, to the gym and 40, 40, whatever it is, back, the same going back every day. You know, so that's, that's commitment. That's commitment. And, you know, you've got to take your hat off to him. And, and you know, for me, anybody who shows commitment, they get, they get that back in spades from us. So just want to make sure that he's okay and uh, get him back in the ring and he'll be, he'll be ready to go and continue on this, what I believe is going to be a fantastic journey for him. Tommy Fury put out a video recently saying uh, he'll be out in November. What can you tell us, Frank? He'll be out on our first show in November. Okay. Tommy will be out. I'm really pleased with that. But I, I, I mean this when I say this. Look, we know he's very famous. He's got a famous name. Um, he's fam more famous probably to the general public from, was it Love Island? And, yeah. and him and Molly May and the whole, you know, everything that, that, that goes with that, their relationship and all the exposure. But he's still a novice as far as boxing's concerned. And I spoke with John, his dad, and also Tyson. He's been training very hard, but he is not going to be rushed. He's going to learn his trade. You know, he's had limited experience as an amateur. So as long as he keeps fighting regularly, I'm very, I'm very sure that he'll go on to do some big, he's very committed to go on and do some great things in the ring. So we've just got to keep him busy now. And uh, he's got to focus on, on his boxing. You know, I know there's other distractions with, with uh, all the opportunities that, come, that came his way because of the Love Island and the exposure he got on that. But at the end of the day, it's the boxing that counts for him. And I know that he, he's desperate to show the world he can emulate what his brother has done. Quickly, before we end, Frank, I've got to ask you about Sarsen Fury and the chances of him being out in December, regardless of it's Deontay Wilder or anyone else. What are the chances that he fights in December? But he wants to fight. Deontay, you know, we've we, we, we been moving heaven and earth to get this Deontay Wilder fight on. It's looking very unlikely. Um, but he wants to be out this year. And we had a discussion again today about it. He's desperate to fight. And we've got to make sure or try as hard as we can to get him out. And I want him to fight this year. I want it for him to be out. And uh, we're working hard to ensure that happens. But there is a possibility that Wilder fight could land in January. Is that right? Look. Anything's possible at the moment. He all, all he all he keeps telling me is he wants to fight, and he wants to fight this year. And you know, it's, it's well documented the situation with Tyson in the past, and it's boxing that's really been a, a focus for him. His family and boxing that's kept got him really to where he's at now from a terrible place. You know, with the you know, to say he's well documented. Issue, mental issues and so forth. So he's in a good place. I don't want him seeing him being in a bad place. It's not about anybody else. It's about him. It's about him. It's about the team. It's about, you know, us. It's about top ranks, about MTK, all pulling together to get the best for Tyson. And that's what we're all working on. What, what are you hearing from Shelley Finkel and their side? Well, they're frustrated as we are. We all want to get the fight on. But, you know, the COVID has is, is basically stopped it. You know, we've lost the gate as... You know, as I've mentioned to you before, Umar, the, the gate for, his, for that fight last February was the highest grossing uh, heavyweight gate ever in Vegas for a world title fight. So it's a huge gate and they've lost that income. And to get a fight on of that magnitude, you, you rely on that. That's a big part of the, of, of the finances. So, you know, just uh, it can't happen without that. 
And at the moment, as I say, it's looking very unlikely that we're not going to get any big, you know, uh, live gates at the moment, certainly not in this country. And I don't think so in the States. And unless somebody, you know, comes in from abroad, you know, a country from abroad that wants to host a fight and pay us a, a big license fee for it, we're, we're not going to get it on this year. And that again is unlikely because the, you know, the travel restrictions and the, and the so-called, you know, the, the quarantining and everything. So we're, we're, not in a good, we're not in a good position with it. It's, it's a great shame. The fight should have been on, was it in July? Yeah. And we'd all love to have seen that. And then we'd have been talking about something else there. So our, my prime concern is, as I say, from me, and I know from you know, the others that I mentioned, we're all concerned with Tyson's well-being and welfare. And that's what we're, that's what we've got to, work towards to ensure that he you know we keep him in the good place that he's in fair enough i think that's the most you could share with us uh, at this point so i appreciate it and um just the last one deontay wilder and mark breeland uh split recently it shocked the world obviously mark was uh the man who threw the towel in uh, in that rematch what did you make of their split frank surprised i think it's sad you know at the end of the day <coughs> if he if he fired him or they split up because he threw the towel in, then Deontay's wrong because Mark Breland did the right thing. You know, it's better to live and fight another day. I've seen fighters who, who should have been pulled out in fights long before, um, you know, taking punishment and, and you've got a brave trainer in there or whoever it may be, or a brave corner. And I, I can think back at, at Jeff Lacey. I mean, Joe Kozaki ruined Jeff Lacey they should have pulled him out many, many rounds before that fight was over. They should have pulled him out. They didn't do it. Mark Breland is an Olympian, a very well-respected fighter. And, you know, and I like Deontay. You, you know that. I, 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 always, I get on very well with him. I like him. And I would just say to Deontay, if it is over that, then you should thank Mark because Mark did the right thing for you. He did the right thing. And uh, if it's somebody else, then I don't know. That's their business and that's between them. But I, I, he, he did the right thing on the day. It wasn't, it was not, wasn't going to be and never could have been Deontay's night. That was Tyson's night and it was his night from the 12th round of the last fight. He had the key and the wherewithal to beat him and he did, he did that. In, he, he, you know, he did that in the second fight, just carried on from there and Mark did the right thing. Frank Warren, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV as always. Make sure when you come to the show on Saturday, uh, you pull up Dev on his uh, shaped up eyebrows, all right? I want to see the old eyebrows. I mean, you know, are they drawn on or have they been plucked? I think they've been plucked, but uh, very well. And your brother Robert picked up on it as soon as uh, Dev walked into the building. Obviously, hosted a press conference for the first time today. It's before your time. Are they Groucho Marx eyebrows? I have no idea what you're referring to, Frank, but uh made me laugh. Go, go, go and have a look at Groucho Mark's eyebrows on, on YouTube. It's the first thing I'll do after we get off this call. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Frank, and uh, see you Saturday, hopefully, okay? Okay, thanks, Umar. Be safe, mate. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free, impartial advice on all your debt.